everybody. I'm Marin, and this is my husband, Alan. We're just two ordinary people who fell in love and had some kids. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about the ups and downs of marriage, parenting, and pretty much anything else. We promise to keep things real and maybe even make you laugh. We also talk to some people who know a lot more than we do. We hope this is a place where you can feel understood, enlightened, and entertained. Thank you for joining both Both of us. Hello and welcome to the Both of Us podcast. I am so stoked about the interview that I had today with Aubrey Grossen. She is the creator of the Mamahood blog, where she shares her own relatable experiences and struggles with motherhood. Aubrey expressed her motherhood journey and her journey through infertility on this interview. She is equal parts hilarious and inspiring, and you are just going to love this interview. So listen up as we welcome Aubrey onto the show. Hey, I am here with Aubrey Grossen from the Mamahood blog. Aubrey, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. I feel like I know you inadvertently through social media. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Not only are you just a beautiful example of motherhood, but you're a fantastic writer and creator. And what you've created online is simply amazing. I remember when I became pregnant with my first and my best friend added me to this mamahood blog community group and uh, it actually became a great source of help for me. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm glad you were on it when you had your first. Yes. I, a lot of people are come to it a little bit later and I love hearing when people um, join it right off the bat. So that's awesome. Yeah, it, it actually was hugely helpful for me while I was pregnant and also entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's half of it, right? <laughs> Honestly, it's where we're scrolling in the middle of the night while we're nursing. Uh-huh, and, we- <laughs> and stay awake. I know. It's so true. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's so great. And it, it really is a place that I still go to often. And I'll type in topics to get help and advice. So seriously, oh, you're, you're awesome for creating that. So on behalf of the 25,000 mamas who follow you, seriously, thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. You're so nice. <laughs> so what led you to begin blogging? Well, I've always kind of blogged. I had kind of a family blog and a personal blog, and I've always journaled. And then when I became a mom, I I just thought, there's no manual. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> right? <laughs> With this baby. Yeah. And I, I have sisters and a mom who are super helpful, and I thought, you know, there's people out there that don't have that support. And so I created this Facebook group and it started with, you know, 40 close friends and family. And then people just kept adding on. It's just grown completely organically. And so now we're up to 25,000, like you said. But after I got, when there became about 300 moms in there, I thought, you know what? I want to make this into something cool and something big. So I started a blog about that time when there were about 300 members And then I've just done it ever since. So it's been awesome. So do you consider yourself a writer? Have you like considered yourself a writer throughout your life? I have always really enjoyed it. It's really therapeutic for me. I don't, I mean, I don't know that I could sit down and write an entire book. That seems so daunting to me. But to write down, you know, thoughts, I'll have thoughts that come into my mind. And I feel like I, 
you know, I'm able to put it into words for other people to connect with and hear. And so I have enjoyed that aspect of it. I love being able to write something that someone needed to hear that day. And, and sometimes I don't have anything that comes to mind. And sometimes I have like all this, all these things that I want to say. Right. So it's definitely, you know, hit and miss. Sometimes I feel like it's, um, you know, I'm kind of in the trenches of motherhood and I don't have a second of, you know, where I feel totally inspired. And other times I feel so passionate about certain things that I feel like I have to write about. So it's definitely an outlet for me that's been fun to pursue. It's definitely an outlet for other moms, too, because some moms just can't, you know, put into words the way that you can, how they're feeling. And reading those words is something that's therapeutic for them. I loved one of your recent essays on your blog about the butterfly exhibit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Um, do you oh mind just gosh. kind of recapping that story really quick for our listeners? Yes. Yeah, it's been a little while. So <laughs> I, I haven't thought about that story in a long time. So we went to this little butterfly exhibit and my little kid was, I think he was about two. And there's all these nature people, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm all about that. But like where you can't even... I mean, I just was afraid to touch anything. I felt all these eyes on me. And I have a two-year-old who is a tornado. And so we're in the butterfly exhibit. <laughs> First of all, he like, he like peels, he grabs a butterfly, like one of the biggest ones in the exhibit, and just pulls it apart. And I was, I was mortified, like so mortified because all these like, all these Nature people are looking at me like, I cannot believe you just let your child. I felt so mom shamed. I was like, oh my gosh, I just want to crawl in a hole. So this poor little butterfly has been tortured on unbeknownst to me. Like, I mean, he just went for it and I had no clue. I felt so bad for the poor little butterfly. So after that, we were just ready to like dodge out of there. But while we're like kind of packing up our stuff, somehow, I don't even know what happened, but there was this bench full of flowers and butterflies for the exhibit and it had like stacks and stacks of flowers and butter like hundreds of butterflies mm -hmm. <laughs> and we just so happened to knock the entire display over <laughs> and it was, it was we probably murdered so many butterflies that day and I was <laughs> mortified because my two-year-old has no idea he's just ready to you know go play in the dirt and I'm over here trying to teach him to be soft with these beautiful butterflies and I just was mortified. We just packed up our bag and <laughs> literally wanted to just dig myself in a hole and get out. Yeah. Oh, my God. So it was definitely one of those <laughs> times where I'm like, is this for real my life? Like, this cannot be real. And I was like, I'm all about nature stuff, too. So I was I was mortified that it was me that was it was happening, too. Like that, those poor butterflies we just tortured and it was just it was a disaster. But you want to make like a totally mom life. Right? <laughs> totally. You want to make like a PSA, like, guys, I, this oh, yeah. is not me. This is a bad moment. <laughs> yeah. Just yes. avert your eyes. Uh huh. Or he's two years old and I don't know. I couldn't even explain myself. I just, I was mortified. <laughs> we, we came to the butterfly bounced. exhibit to demolish it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't take your <laughs> crazy two year old tornado in a butterfly exhibit. Oh, it was okay. so, it was so bad, but. You know, you live and you learn, right? You do. I will keep that in mind. I have a two-year-old boy right now, so oh, we will my avoid the butterfly. Butter <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> yeah, they're so cool, but yeah, not when you're pulling their wings off. I just, I was just, I was out of my mind. I just wanted to just die. Oh, I'm so, so glad you shared that because I feel like every mom can relate to those experiences and... <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's just good to know that we're not the only one that feels like a crappy mom. Yes. <laughs> well, and it makes you realize why some moms don't leave the house. Like, <laughs> I know. I've been tempted I can, sometimes. I know. I can totally relate to that, too. So it's mm-hmm. awesome. So, as I said before, I found some entertainment on your just scrolling through that mom group. It is so, I mean, it is a wonderful place where you realize that everyone can relate to each other, but sometimes yes. there are just some crazy things that you read. And, um, yes. so I was just kind of wondering <clears throat> as the creator and the admin of the group, what is one of the like funniest or craziest experiences you've had running a group of 25,000 women? <laughs> <laughs> You know, honestly, it's been crazy and um, it's not perfect. So, yeah, you will find we try to get rid of the drama out of there and we try to keep it a positive place and a supportive place. We don't allow any kind of bullying. So if if I see that people are out, I don't I just don't put up with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a bunch of admins that are super helpful and they're the ones that I give all the credit to because I couldn't do it without them for sure. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of mom groups out there now and mm-hmm. there's a lot of really negative ones out there. And so I try to be, I try to pull myself out of that and be a different kind where we just try to uplift as much as we can. And that's amazing. And that's something we seriously need right now is just more love for each other. Yes. You just have this feeling of unity and even if it's possible among 25,000 people you have it just the sense of friendship and genuine care about each other so I'm so glad you feel that it is definitely a thing I try to keep up with so I'm glad to hear that so moms who are listening go and join the mamahood blog community group on Facebook it's it's a great place (laughs) yeah and it's actually it's private so they won't be able to find it just by um searching for it like everyone in there and I think I don't know if that's why it's grown so I don't know why it's grown so fast but I think it's just word of mouth and so if you want an invite you have to be invited from someone inside the group or you can email me at themamahoodblog at gmail.com and I can shoot you an invite too so you have to be invited but it's it's an easy in if you're a kind mom (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's awesome okay so I kind of want to switch gears here a little bit You've been pretty open about your struggle with infertility mm-hmm. and you've gotten two miracle babies mm-hmm. and another one on the way, which is just so awesome. I know. I'm so excited. Yes. Do you mind just kind of recapping your struggle for us, kind of what that journey was like for you? I know many of our listeners are mothers and fathers who are going through infertility and could use, you know, someone to relate to. Sure. Yeah. So, with my first, we actually didn't have any problems, and he came um, pretty quick after we were married. He, I mean, I got pregnant just fine, and I have what's called factor five, and I think it's important for moms to get tested for it if you're having problems because my sister has it. She got tested for factor five after she had lost a baby at 38 weeks, so oh, she had no. a stillborn, and so I was tested for the same thing. I have really similar our bodies are really similar. I have factor five. When we wanted to try for a second baby, my body just couldn't get past like the embryo stage. So I would basically, I don't really have a problem getting pregnant necessarily, but getting past like the first trimester is a struggle for my body. 
And so with my first miscarriage, I got pregnant. They found a heartbeat and they said, okay, well, it looks like it's just kind of slower and it's measuring small. So you, you have like a 20% chance that this baby will survive. And so, I mean, I'm all about beating the odds, but I just knew that it was not in my favor. And so with that one, it was kind of hard. It was probably the hardest one just because it was my first one. And I mean, no matter how many miscarriages you have, they're just, they're not fun. And one is enough, you know, Mm -hmm. with that one, I had to just go in every week and the heartbeat would just get slower and slower, but it would still be alive. And so I just basically put myself on bed rest, just like heartbreaking to kind of like, you know, give any chance that it would have. I just kind of laid in bed for about a month. And then, um, and then when I went in there, there, that last appointment, it was about four weeks after I had initially found out, you know, the ultrasound lady was like, okay, there's no heartbeat and everything. So then you go through the whole process. And I think a lot of people don't understand is that infertility or even, you know, having a miscarriage or whatever it may be, it's like a full on process. Like your body has to go through all these things. I didn't end up passing it. So I went in for a DNC and then they missed tissue. So I had to go back in for another surgery. And then I had another, I mean, it's just, was like one surgery after another Mm -hmm. and was just crazy. So it's just a, it's just a process. And I don't think people realize that. I think they think, oh yeah, it's so emotionally sad, but it's also physically hard because you go in and especially with DNCs, you, they take it out of you and you wake up just completely empty. Like I remember waking up in those hospital halls, you know, I didn't care about any kind of physical pain. I just felt completely empty. Like I wasn't holding my baby anymore. And I think that's the part that not a lot of people truly understand or know how, I mean, if you've never been through it, it's, it is hard to understand, but I think trying to sympathize with that aspect is important too. And then after that one, we tried again. And then this, I had another miscarriage after that. And my doctor was like, you know what, you're not going to be able to have any babies without um, IVF. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't sit well with me. I just, I, I just kind of looked at him like, okay, but I have a baby, right? So it <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah, I'm like, it's been yeah. possible. Like, I just, it just didn't sit well with me. And so I went to another doctor. And he was just completely on my side. And he just said, you know, I think your odds are way better than that doctor thinks and that you think. I think you can totally get this to happen. And so, I mean, it's definitely a ride when I get pregnant. It's it's for sure a, every day I have to wake up and just be like, I'm grateful for another healthy day. You know, I'm right. grateful for even if, you know, and I, I realize that with my other babies too. I was so grateful for those, that first one, I was so grateful for those 12 weeks I got to hold her or him, mm-hmm. whoever, whichever it was. And I ended up taking, you know, and as crazy as it sounds, I took like maternity pictures. Just remember that, just to remember that time of life. That's not crazy. And I think that's a great tip. Like that is something that you should do. You should celebrate it however short it is. Yeah. Well, and I think too, something that I kind of learned along that path was, I mean, it's so heartbreaking and it's so hard, but focus on what you can do. So like I wanted to have each of my babies have some kind of purpose. So you know, with another one of my babies, I threw an event for the mamahood and we just gave um, the proceeds to a charity for moms with infant loss or, you know, I think giving back helped me heal more than anything. Wow. Just wow. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that struggle and also just 
your attitude towards this yeah. I feel is so healthy and just you seem <laughs> your ability to give back during such a struggling moment in your life is just inspiring I think too it's easier to talk about after you know the fact I haven't always been chip and cheery about it but looking back those are just some of the things that I was grateful to have done that's just beautiful advice. I haven't thought about that. I mean, my, I've watched my sister go through several miscarriages, but it's just something that you don't understand unless you go through it. And that struggle, like you said, sitting in the hospital halls is something that I'm sure a lot of mothers listening to this will relate to with you. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay to be sad too. I think it's okay to allow yourself to feel that. One of my surgeries, I I was sitting there ready to go in and and the anesthesiologist was so sweet. He just looked at me and he had tears in his own eyes. And he said, what number is this for you? And I told him and, and he just was like telling me about how his wife had had like nine or something. But he and he was the one that was emotional about it, you know, and he mm-hmm. he was so sweet. And I think during those tender times, it's not just something you have to go through. I think I mean, I believe in a, a God that loves us so much. And I don't mm-hmm. think he you know, just sends trials to people and assumes you to just fend for yourself. I think he sends angels into your life and it helps you through it. So I'm definitely grateful for that. I agree full heartedly. Thank you so much for sharing that. For for those who are listening who have not or are not currently struggling with infertility of any type, I know that there have been times where I have just been at a loss for words and I don't know how to help and or what what comfort (laughs) I can give so what advice would you have for those who have a friend or family member who's going through this um this one's kind of tricky because um I mean it's it is hard what you can't do anything you know you can't you can't really do anything but for me and I think maybe everyone's a little bit different but for me is the hardest is when people try to avoid the topic Mm -hmm. I think that so often we avoid hard questions because we don't know what to say or we don't know, we don't want to offend them. But I think like for my, in my sister's case with her, I can, I can see um, my sister's case more clearly than I can with mine, like how I've responded with her. Cause I've asked her that same question. And for her, it's a matter of celebrating her baby and remembering him and talking about him and loving him and, you know, bringing it up instead of ignoring it. And, you know, you just want your baby to be remembered. And so you want people to ask you about it. You want people to, to remember that because it kind of gives that, that validation that it did happen. And indeed you do have a a baby, you know, that just gives that love of remembrance to that. And then as far as with infertility or miscarriages go that are early on, I feel like for me that helped is just to have just people that are loving. I mean, you don't, I remember I had one friend just bring me some pretty little sunflowers and she just said, here's some sunlight for your day. And that was it. Mm -hmm. And to me that meant so much because it's just like, there's no, nothing anyone can do, but little, little thoughts like that are so meaningful, at least to me. And that's kind of, that was kind of helpful for me during that time. That is wonderful advice. I do have a friend who lost a baby or who had a stillborn baby at full term. And I remember it just hitting me like, oh, that's, I didn't think about that. She told me that 
she also she wants people to remember the baby and celebrate him and consider him like a person, you know, and mm-hmm. one of her children. And she, you know, she says she has three kids instead of two. And I think that's so that is just something that people won't think of. And that's just wonderful advice that it it needs to be celebrated and it needs to be talked about. And that that's that's mm-hmm. it's hard to ask the hard questions, but I think that's part of our job as sisters and as friends and as moms, I think that, you know, it's such a tender topic, but I think it's okay to ask people how they're really doing instead of just brushing them off or assuming that they're fine. I think it's good to ask them about it. That's amazing advice. So what is it that um, has gotten you through this, this journey of infertility? If you could just chalk it up to one thing, what's really helped you make it through? Um, I think for me, I think just taking it day by day, I have a bracelet that I wear that says be brave. And that bracelet has meant more on some days than it has other days. And some days you really just need all the courage you can muster to show up to anything. You know, it's, it's, it's hard and it's not easy. And I think just having that, that brave or whatever word empowers you in the back of your mind to sleep on that and to wake up with that in the, in your mind or to wake up and, and ask the Lord for strength every single day or to wake up, whatever it may be, focus on the strength. Don't focus on the hard and focus on the light that's at the end of the tunnel and not the darkness. Cause it's, it's too hard to go through on your own. And when you do have to do it on your own, you have to just rely on a higher power and rely on the strength that you have deep within you. If you, focus on an empowering word, whether it's courage or brave or whatever it is that you believe that you have deep down inside of you. I think if you focus on that, it tends to come out and you're able to survive it. Um, I would love to link up in our show notes so that other moms going through this can also have a be brave bracelet. That's, I love that so much. So um, thank you so much for sharing. I mean, those hard things, I felt so inspired by so many of your words and I just know that it's going to change people's lives when they hear this. So you're now pregnant with baby number three. Yes. <laughs> um, and how far apart will she be from baby number two? So they'll be about 14 months apart. <laughs> yeah, close. And it's kind of crazy. I mean, with this pregnancy, we just kind of assumed I would miscarry again just because my odds, you know, I mm-hmm. just am I'm good at miscarrying. So, um, but we've gotten past the first trimester, which has been a huge blessing. And I mean, nothing's ever guaranteed, I feel like. So we're just grateful for every healthy day we have so far. And we pray that we can hold this one too. And yeah, we're excited. (laughs) That's amazing. So my boys are 12 months apart. Oh my goodness. Um, (laughs) You know, you're going to have to show me the ropes. (laughs) I can relate to you on the closeness and age. How it, I mean, it is, um, it is an absolute blast and also just straight up madhouse. At I don't know. It's good to be <laughs> quite the roller coaster. I have no idea. I feel like that's, that's just how it is with motherhood. You have no idea what you're doing and you're just winging it. So yes. bring it on, right? <laughs> really, though, I wish someone would have told me that like every mom is just faking it. Like yes. we're all just pretending to know what uh-huh. we're doing. <laughs> we're all just yeah. praying every day that we will know what to do and yes. no one actually knows. <laughs> no, it's so true. And you can't compare yourself to anyone that you think knows because nobody does. Mm-hmm. We're all just trying to figure it out. 
And we all have, you know, those people we look up to and compare ourselves to. But I think if we could get inside their head, we'd realize that we all are just feeling pretty <laughs> inadequate and unprofessional in this job. Yes. No, I totally agree. <laughs> so your husband has been going through this with you, too. Um, so if you just had like one quick little advice for any husbands listening who are dealing with the infertility in their marriage and with their wife, what would just be one little thing that they can do to help their wife through this, this journey a little bit more? Um, I, when I, when you asked me that, I think the biggest thing that I remember back when I was going through it is, is I think it's important for the wives to understand that the husbands are going through it too. I mean, just right. cause your body's the, the one that's going through it. They're also going through it in a different form. Have be their escape for, for them. They need a time to not be the strong one, right? Yes. Yeah. I think that's what exactly what it is. That's exactly how I felt. Yes. I feel this so hard. Seriously. I think in any marriage, sometimes we just need to be forced to be loved, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's so true. So husbands listening, if your wife is being a stickler, <laughs> just, just force her to love you. <laughs> no, it's true. And just, I don't know. I think just having that, you know, open arm policy where it's just like, all right, today just was the worst. Mm -hmm. Let's just hug it out or whatever it is. Exactly. You know, I think just because, I mean, they're both going through it, but I think just being that strength for her is huge. Wonderful advice. So here's just some, some quick answer, short questions. But what is something simple that you and your husband do regularly that keeps your marriage happy and healthy? Okay, there's a couple of these. And I, <laughs> I'm, I don't I'm ready. Know I know, I have a few, <laughs> but I, I want to share... We do a couple of different things. So there's one that we call tea time and Ooh. it's time, talk and touch. That's where we take 20 minutes of our day. Um, I mean, it sometimes is tricky with kids, but 20 minutes of your day, no kids, no distractions, no phones. You don't have to do anything more than hold hands. I mean, that's enough touch if you want. <laughs> it's just for yeah. that time. And then you talk for 20 minutes and, and touch. So I think that's something that has been huge and just staying on the same page. I mean, we're not perfect by any means. There's so much we could work on, but that's one thing that we got um, advice from his dad. And I have always loved that. And it's been, it's been helpful for sure. I love that. We're going to have to implement that starting now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what is just something um, in your life right now that can just be simple that's keeping you sane? Um... I would say getting outside. So we live far from our family. We live out in Texas. They all live in Utah. And we've been out here for about four years. And I think for me, it's a matter of exploring where I am and finding all that this city has to offer and just loving where I am and putting my whole heart wherever I am has been huge. And a big part of that is getting outside wherever it may be. That cannot go underestimated. Seriously, going outside or not going outside can have a huge impact on <laughs> my yeah, happiness. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yes. So last question. Who is your motherhood idol? My motherhood idol, that's an easy one for me because it's always been and always will probably be my mom. I think she has taught me more than anything. And I, a lot of the things that I will, will write about or come up with or the thoughts I'm thinking of, I can hear my mom in the background 
whether it was teaching me a lesson when I was little or teaching me while I'm a mom, I think my mom is probably my biggest motherhood idol. It's great that you had her. <laughs> yes, that she's amazing. amazing. For sure. Shout out to Aubrey's mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hi, mom. She'll probably listen to this too. She's just the best. She's so cute. For everyone else who wishes they were your best friend right now and wants to be your BFF via the internet, where can they find you <laughs> online? Yes. So you can, my blog is themamahoodblog.com. And then I'm over on Instagram at themamahoodblog, username. And then on Facebook, um, just you can type in the Mamahood page, I think. And that's where my blog kind of links everything. And then we'll connect anywhere. <laughs> That is awesome. And we'll link it all in the show notes for everybody. Yeah, that's perfect. Well, Aubrey, this has been a joy. I've loved it. This has been so great. And my kids have actually been fine. We just have a full thing of pretzels <laughs> all over the floor. Snacks? But that's actually pretty mild. Yeah, they're already helping themselves. So it worked out great. <laughs> no, this has been great. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, wasn't that just the best. Aubrey is so fun. I hope you all enjoyed that interview. Again, you can find her at the Mamahood blog and we will link all of her different social media accounts, her Brave bracelet, and anything else that was mentioned in the interview in the show notes. Please do us a favor and like and subscribe. Write a review about this interview if you loved it. Um, and reach out to Aubrey and join her mamahood community. You will not regret it. Okay, thanks for listening and have a good day.